Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. About 600 years before Jesus was born, there lived a prophet by name Habakkuk. Habakkuk declared in Habakkuk chapter 2 and the verse number 4 that behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. I looked at that scripture a bit more closely and I realized that the word faith is the same word faithfulness in the translation of the Hebrew language in English in that particular verse. What does that mean? Today, I want to talk to us about sustained faith. I will just be very brief to stimulate us to stir up our hearts, to stir up our spirits, to hold on to God by faith. Now, when I looked at that scripture a bit more closely, it could also therefore read as, the just shall live by his faithfulness. What does that therefore mean? It means for faith to be sustained, we must also remain faithful to the spoken word over our lives. If God's word is spoken concerning your life, if God's word is spoken concerning your health, if God's word is spoken concerning your family, if God's word is spoken concerning everything that concerns you, then we must remain faithful to that word. It is in remaining faithful to his word that faith becomes sustained in us. The just shall live by his faith. Look again a bit more closely. He says his faith. He does not say the just shall live by the faith of their pastor, or the just shall live by the faith of their prophet, or the just shall live by the faith of their bishop, and so on and so forth. But he says the just shall live by his faith. So God demands that we remain in faith in our relationship with him. Remember, it is a personal relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. It is a personal relationship that you have with the Lord. And so we must remain faithful to him by standing upon his word and remaining true to his word. For that which he has spoken, we can see and be sure that that is what manifests in our lives. You know, it is interesting to see in the word that Abraham was a man of faith. But I discovered something really powerful when I read something about Abraham in Romans chapter 4. And I want to read it for us to see. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 and the verse number 18 all the way to the verse number 22. It says, in hope against hope, he believed. That is in reference to Abraham. It says, so that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Then the Bible says, Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. And the verse number 21 says something very powerful. He says, and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Hallelujah. What does this tell us? In the previous episodes, when we talked about prevailing prayer, 
we did highlight prevailing desire as one of the ingredients of prevailing prayer. And then we highlighted also sustained demand as one of the important elements of prevailing prayer. Today, let's touch very briefly on sustained faith. Now, the word is sustained, sustained faith. The Bible here says, Abraham, he did not waver at God's promise of giving him and Sarah a child. Hmm. If you look at it on the surface, you might say, what? What is the scripture talking about over here? Because we all do know that Abraham, by the recommendation of Sarah, went into bed with Hagar, his servant. And Hagar became pregnant and gave birth to Ishmael because Sarah thought that maybe the son that God promised them would be coming through the servant and not her, her own self. So is that really faith? If you look at it on the surface, is that really faith? You might say that, okay, actually, Abraham staggered. Actually, Abraham wavered by going into Hagar instead of believing that this child will come through Sarah, his wife. But the scriptures do not lie. In Romans chapter 4, what we just read, the Bible said, Abraham did not stagger at God's promise. He did not waver at the promise of God. And he believed that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. So for the human eye, we might say that Abraham went into Hagar and therefore he failed in faith. But in the eyes of God, he sees the entire picture of Abraham's relationship with him. And God says and made a witness about Abraham, saying that Abraham did not waver in faith. Ladies and gentlemen, may I say to you, sometimes the faith you are holding on to, there may be times where you might feel as though you are, you are, you are wavering. There may be times where you might feel as though you are, you are, you are losing up hope. There may be times when you might feel as though God has forgotten about you. But you know what? In those moments, do not think that God is frowning at you and is angry at you for losing your faith. You must continue to sustain that faith in Him. Inside you, let there still be a certain iota of desire, a certain iota of hope that indeed the God that you serve, having promised His word concerning you, He will not let you down. He will not beat on you for, for stumbling on the way. He continues to believe in you. He continues to testify good things about you. He continues to believe and to believe in you. He believed in Job, even though Job cursed the day he was born. God still believed in him. So ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, when we are talking about sustained faith, we are not wanting anyone to be a superman or a superhero. God understands that we are but flesh and blood. But what is important is in your relationship with him, you continue to hold on to his word. You continue to hold on to his word and not live in sustained doubt. Sustained faith means that any kind of the infusion of doubt in us that will cause us to remain in perpetual doubt of God's word is removed. And that is sustained faith. So in sustained faith, we continue to hold on to his word. It means that maybe on a Monday you might feel down. On a Tuesday you might feel low. But on a Wednesday, you must rise up again. Because in the grand scheme of things, God believes in you and believes in me that we are people of faith. We must continue to hold on to his word. The Bible says, 
And we all, we all love this scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 1. It says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? In the world today, many people say, seeing is believing. Ah, when it comes to the scriptures, it is the opposite. Believing is seeing. We must believe in him and then we can see his manifestation. I came across a scripture that surprised me. It says, unto the Israelites, God showed his acts, but unto Moses, his ways. That is very deep. Moses knew the ways of God. The Israelites knew only the hand of God. Moses knew the heart of God. The Israelites only saw his hand. Moses knew the ways of God, the inner dealings of God. The Israelites knew only his outworkings in their lives. Because Moses knew something more deep, he remained hoping in God. He remained resolute and never complained about Egypt. While the Israelites complained about going back into Egypt when they had difficulties in the wilderness. Ladies and gentlemen, in the walk of faith, in sustained faith, we must seek to know the heartbeat of God. We must seek to know the heart of God. We must seek to know the ways of God, not just chasing after his acts, not just chasing after his hand. What is your relationship with the Lord today? If you know him, you will trust in him. If you know that he loves you, you will trust in him. If you know that his heart for you is a heart of love that wraps around you and will never let you down, then you will not doubt in his word on a daily basis. Even when you stumble, you will continue to hold on to his word. That is the kind of father that we serve. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 and the verse number 6, it says, faith works by love. How many of us misinterpret that particular verse? We think it is love for others. We think it is love for our neighbors. Of course, that is also accurate. However, it is also God's love for you and for me. So faith works by the knowledge that God loves us. Faith works by the knowledge that he will not fail us. Faith works by the knowledge that what God has spoken concerning our lives, he is able also to perform. Because he loves you and he loves me, he will not let us down. And it is by that knowledge, that inner knowing, knowing that you know, that you know, that you know that the Lord your God loves you, will make you hold on to what he has promised concerning your life. Why do many Christians doubt him today? Why do many Christians lose hope today? Why are many Christians afraid of, of a disaster that is out there? When the word says, only with our eyes shall we see, but it will not come near us. And yet, why do many Christians walk and live in fear? I want to challenge us. May faith rise in you. May faith rise in you. May you never cower in fear. May fear not overcome your life. May faith rise in you. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's go into the scriptures again. And look at James chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7. The Bible says, But he must ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. 
For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. And verse 8, being a double-minded man, he is unstable in all his ways. What do we learn in this portion of scripture? He says, if we ask, we must ask in faith. We must ask in faith. That is, we must remain in the attitude that because we are asking, we know that the answer has been delivered unto us. Knowing that he is able to give, knowing that he is a giver, knowing that he is willing to give, knowing that he is a loving father, willing to fulfill our needs, having that knowledge in itself makes God proud about us. He makes, he makes the Lord proud of us. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he that comes to God must know that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, we cannot please him. Which means that when we ask in faith, because we know and we believe that he is able to do it, he is pleased that we trust in his integrity. We trust that he is able to do it. We trust that he is not a God who is corny. He is not a God who is a con man. He is not a con man. He is a, a God of integrity. Which means if he said it, he would do it. If his word goes, he would do it. In the, in, I, I, am, I have read somewhere that many years ago, all that the bank needed from you was your word to borrow money. You could go to the bank and say to the bank manager, can you borrow me a certain amount of money and I will pay back in a certain number of days or a certain number of months time. And just by your word, the bank would give you the money. Unfortunately, it is not so today. The bank would have to look for so many things for collateral to give you a loan. But if in those days, even among humans, they trusted the word of a borrower to give them what it is that they wanted, and we are humans, and they could trust the word of man to give them a loan in those days, how much more shall we not trust the word of our heavenly father? How much more shall we not trust God who said, in blessing, I will bless you? How much more shall we not trust God who says, I am the Lord God, your healer? How much more shall we not trust God who says, I will not put you to shame? Will you not trust in him, child of God? Will you not trust in him? He says, let not that man think who doubts that he will receive anything from the Lord. If you doubt him, then it's a disappointment unto him. It means you are saying that, God, you are not able to do this for me. So, may I challenge us to trust in the Lord our God. His love for us is so vast. And because that love is so big, we can trust that that which he has said, he is able to do. And that love becomes the fuel for our faith. It becomes that which gives energy to our faith. It becomes that which makes our faith operational in our Christian work. May the Lord help us that we'll continue to sustain that faith in him. The Bible talks about something very powerful in Mark chapter 11 and the verse number 23. Let's read it. It says, Truly I say to you, and these are the words of Jesus. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, 
but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be done unto him. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted you. Let's pause over there. Did you hear what Jesus said? He says, believe that you have received them and it will be granted you. Not believe that it is going to happen. (laughs) Not believe that tomorrow it will happen. (laughs) Not believe that next year it is going to happen. He says, believe that it has been granted. That is, believe that it has been done. That is why when I pray, I say, Father, I thank you and I consider it done. I always like to end my prayer that way, that I consider it done. That stimulates faith in me. That raises faith in my heart. And I want to challenge you today to believe in the words of Christ. That your faith is able to move any mountain in your life. Your faith is able to move the fear in your life. Your faith is able to remove every kind of infirmity that you are battling with right now. Your faith in his word is able to cast it into the sea. And it says, when you pray, believe that it is granted you. And then you will see it happen. So you see, believing comes before seeing. Believing comes before seeing. And how do you believe if you cannot see? Because in the natural realm, we see and then we believe. But in the realm of faith, in the realm of the spirit, we believe and then we see. It means that our spiritual eyes must be able to see it in the realm of the spirit, to believe it, and then we can see its physical manifestation in our lives. I pray for you that your spiritual eyes will be opened. I pray for you that that which God has placed inside your spirit will be made manifest. I pray for you that your faith will not fail. I pray for you that the grace of God will be multiplied upon your life. I pray for you that you will rise up in sustained faith. I pray for you that you will continue to remain faithful to his word. I pray for you that that which God has said concerning your life, you will see its total manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. How glorious. How powerful. How beautiful. Faith. 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 How sustained is your faith, child of God? Ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, may I say that our relationship with the Lord is brought to bear in this message. I can only trust you when I know you. I can only trust you when I have walked with you enough to testify that you are what you say you are. I can only know you when I have lived with you long enough to know that this is your character and this is your nature. Many Christians have a problem believing in God and sustaining their faith in God because they don't know him long enough. They don't know him well enough and they don't know him deeply enough. This message of sustained faith is a call to get to know the Lord. It is a call to get to know Jesus. 
It is a call to have a relationship with the Lord. It is a call for us to rise up in our knowledge of God. When we know him, we will trust him. When we know him, we will believe in the integrity of his spoken word concerning our lives. When we know him, we will not doubt him in any way. When we know him, we will know that he is the Lord of our God. Recently, I said to my wife that I'm going to be doing some painting of a new gate that a carpenter did for our garden. And I said to him, I'll paint it on Thursday. I said to my wife, I'll be painting that gate on Thursday. And then Thursday morning came. Oh boy, the weather was terrible. It was rainy. It was so cold. It was a bad day. And I said, oh goodness me. I have given my word to my wife that I'll be painting this gate on this Thursday. If this rain stops and the weather clears and it dries up, I will paint it. And I wanted to be true to myself. I wanted to feel satisfaction in me that I have stood by my word and surprised my wife despite the weather. And so guess what I did? When she was out of work and the weather dried up not too long after, I gathered myself up. I went out and I painted it. When she came back home, she said, wow, you did it. I said, yes, I wanted to be true to my word. She said, of course, I know you will be. But I didn't know you will be able to do it because of the nature of the weather today. And that made me feel so good about myself. It made my head grow big. It made me feel proud that, wow, I did it. Ladies and gentlemen, God's ability to fulfill his word doesn't depend on the weather. God's ability to fulfill his word concerning you doesn't depend on the environment within which you find yourself in now. God's ability to fulfill his word concerning you doesn't depend on the money in your pocket or in your bank account. God's ability to do his promise concerning our lives, it does not depend on how we feel today or how we are going to feel tomorrow or on the external circumstances about our lives. If he said it, the Bible said he would do it. If he said it, he is able also to perform it. So shall we not trust in him? Shall we not trust in him? I wanted to make myself feel proud. It was almost like a vanity project. I wanted to make myself feel proud and, and to stick by my word. And so even though the weather was really cold, I went ahead and did it. How much more God, whose integrity is at stake, because he cannot be separated from his word, how much more the Lord, your God, that you serve. He will do it for you. Oh, I said he will do it for you. That which he has promised concerning you, do not lose faith in him. Continue to trust in him. Sustain that faith. Sustain that faith. Sustain that faith. He will do it for you. That is the God you serve. He is able also to perform. I pray that you remain in faith in these coming days. I pray that you remain in faith even though you must have lost your job. I pray that you remain in faith even though you might not be feeling so well right now listening to me. I pray that you remain in faith even though you might be going through some marital challenges right now. I pray that you remain in faith even though the ministry may not be going well right now. I pray that you remain in faith even though things may be 
going wrong in your life. I pray that you remain in faith even though your children may be going wayward. I pray that you remain in faith even though your education may be looking terrible right now. I pray that you remain in faith. May you sustain faith. May you sustain faith. And the Lord your God, you will see his hand manifest in your life. In Jesus' name, I call it done. If you don't know Jesus, then I call upon you to have a relationship with him, to get to know him, and to let your faith in him rise. Get to know him today by asking him to forgive all of your sins and for him to come into your life. That simple prayer and trust in him will make you a believer in the Lord. Be blessed, be blessed, and I will see you in the next episode. Once again, do me a favor, share this podcast, share it on your social media. If you've got Facebook, share the link on your Facebook account. If you've got Twitter or Instagram, please share it and let the world be inspired by the message of faith. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.